This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. <laughs> Welcome in to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Where today on the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, one position. And if you could just say, well, voila, is vastly upgraded. What position would affect the Broncos' win total the most next year? So uh, it's an interesting question because you immediately think of some uh, weakness positions, but, well, we're going to dive into how it may not exactly be the position that you think it is. So we're going to discuss that today on the podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tab 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field, 70 Colorado beers on tap, and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela. Well, of course, uh, just one of the best. And, of course, you go on up to, well, our friends over there at Tap 14. The rooftop is heated on colder days and on the, well, summertime. Boy, it's just beautiful. You go on over there and Tap 14, they're going to take care of you. Tap 14 on the web, tap14.com. That's tap14.com. You know, this is a football podcast, uh, but we are all humans and, you know, uh, us in the football world, of course, always observing uh, sports legends and sports icons. Uh, We're actually recording this podcast. I'm recording this podcast about 10 minutes after hearing the news that uh, Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash, according to multiple reports, along with five others. In Calabasas, California. Now, if you remember uh, back from Kobe's playing days, Kobe is one to use helicopters very often uh, as the commute in L.A. can be very, very long and it saved on his body. He did not like riding in cars because it hurt his knees and and the the trip was vastly longer. He would actually let players use helicopters uh, as well. Um, and, and so he was in helicopters constantly all his life. Now, it's it's. I don't even want to talk about who potentially else was on this helicopter as it's not official, uh, but I want to send my, my well wishes and thoughts to uh, Kobe's family and and all those affected. This is this is one that hits very very deep. Uh, as you know, I, my generation grew up watching Kobe, and w- one of the greatest. And and you're going to hear Broncos players, I'm sure, uh, sharing their thoughts. Uh, I you know I I don't want to read many of them because right now it's just kind of raw emotion. Uh, it's the understanding that um, it's unbelievable. It's hard to believe. Uh, but Kobe Bryant at 41 years old passing away in a helicopter accident. And uh, I just thought I'd just share my thoughts because uh, he was so transcendent. Uh, you know, someone who made throwing a crumbled up piece of paper into a trash can while yelling, Kobe, 
he made that fun. He made he made the game fun to watch, and you know, there's going to be a lot of people who maybe didn't like him off the field as as a person. Uh, you know, I think today is not that day to have that discussion. Today is the day to to mourn the loss of a basketball icon, a legend, a sports idol, and somebody who was indeed bigger than basketball, and somebody who. Uh, will forever go down as one of the greatest basketball players in uh, NBA history. So my my thoughts are with uh, Kobe's family. But it, it is a football podcast as we turn our attention to the Denver Broncos and positions that they need to work on and certainly improve on. As uh, By the way, we're also recording this podcast as we watch the Pro Bowl. Von Miller with a sack already. And uh, we're talking about uh, Cortland Sutton also lining up on the outside for the AFC, catching passes from Lamar Jackson. That's a pretty good quarterback to catch passes from, I would say. Broncos will uh, give you a full update on how the Pro Bowl went as, um, well, look, uh, only the two. Of course, there was a bunch of snubs, but certainly nonetheless, a couple Pro Bowl players for them this year. Uh, the Denver Broncos in the positions that you think of immediately weakness-wise. First of all, let's talk about, well, the offense and the wide receiver position because while, yes, they do have Cortland Sutton obviously losing Emmanuel Sanders in the off, uh, in the regular season and now needing to fill his void in the offseason is going to be a focus. You're going to hear a lot of names from uh, potentially uh, Randall Cobb, uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, you're you're going to hear so many different uh, potential options for this team going forward, and and I think the draft is where they really need to focus this. But certainly, we'll loop back to the wide receiver position here shortly. Offensive line is also going to be one of those weaknesses where look, you're talking about a team that has found their quarterback, so you got to build around him now and and build around the idea that Drew Lock is going to be your franchise quarterback. So give him time. And the problem is I just don't know if you're going to find the offensive lineman that you're looking for that could potentially um, be major impactful players right away. We're talking about, uh, look, a, a position where you overspent at right tackle, a position where at left tackle you've kind of got this guy who looked better in Garrett Bowles when Drew Locke was on the field, but certainly still struggling. Many believe he is a bust. I think it's probably fair to say that. Uh, in the interior, you're looking for a new guard to replace Ron Leary, and then the hope is that you re-sign Connor McGovern at center, and you're obviously solidified with uh, Dalton Reisner. This is a major position that is going to affect numbers most certainly, along with... What happens with uh, 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 the right tackle position? The hope is that you you come back healthy with Juwan James because you're not moving on from that contract. So that's a position that definitely, if you were to majorly upgrade in the offseason, you're talking about bettering the entire team. So keep that in mind. So let's store that away for a little bit. I don't think there's any other position, although maybe you could argue the quarterback position because, of course, the quarterback position well, it just does so much for your football team. Makes the offensive line better, makes your weapons better on the outside, and, of course, makes your run game better. So certainly there is um, a lot potentially there that could be helping the Broncos that, uh, you know, uh, next year immediately. 
it could, you know, become a a major uh, playoff contender. You know, remember this is a seven and nine team this year. We're three plays away. Vinatieri misses a fifty-one yard field goal. They score in the goal line against the Vikings, and the officials call the game right against the Bears. Denver's a ten and six team. So, uh, you know, the the margins for difference are, uh, or I, I guess I should say the the difference between 10 and 6 and 7 and 9 is an extremely razor thin margin so uh, certainly it's not impossible for one position to make a major jump and then all of a sudden you're talking about a different story for the Denver Broncos next year it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at tap 14 we're going to take a look at the defense that's next Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just uh, hop, skip it, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. So on defense, this is a this is a defensive side of things where I, I, a lot of it's going to depend on free agency with what Denver does. But when you're talking about upgrading a, a position that could immediately... Uh, affect the Denver Broncos. I think the one position that you look at is the secondary. You know, this is a Denver team that in the secondary since the no-fly zone has basically been a average to below average unit at best. Uh, and I know people love Chris Harris Jr. He's a fan favorite, I'm telling you. There's a been a, a bit of a slip in productivity, ineffectiveness by uh, his play over the years. They obviously basically have nobody else behind him. The anticipation was it was going to be Bryce Callahan. But when you think of it this way, you could also think of the idea that, hey, maybe this is a Denver team that brings back Chris Harris Jr. So you keep that. You do get the improvement of Bryce Callahan because of the fact that they, he, they didn't see any production from him last year. And then maybe you bring in another cornerback or potentially two. Maybe there's one in the draft that you take in the second or third round. Maybe there's one that slips that you trade up for. Of course, Jeff Okuda is the, the high-prized one, I think, that everybody is looking at. Uh, there is a lot to... Uh, discuss that uh, when it when it comes to the secondary, there's a lot of potential change, a lot of potential change that is coming uh, for this secondary, and that could be a good thing, that could be a bad thing. Now, you could also make the argument, and you've probably heard this argument from me in the past, this is a position in the secondary that can sometimes be considered, well, exactly what it's called, secondary you know this is also a position that is a bit reliant on the pass rush you know I, I've never believed that you could look at a uh, I don't believe you can look at a secondary and just say you can win a Super Bowl with a dynamic secondary and no pass rush I, I think you've got to have a good pass rush you've got to uh, be able to 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 knock quarterbacks off their their pedestal, you know. And and nowadays you've got to be able to catch them too, because we're talking about Lamar Jackson, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, great mobility between these quarterbacks, and I think this is really one of those NFL world we live in now, where you've got to be able to get to the quarterback. And even with a dynamic secondary, I, I, I don't think you can get the job done. So it is a 
bit of a uh, man, lower priority may not be the best way to describe it, but certainly there is a lot of importance. Make no mistake, you know. I, I don't want to degrade those positions, but certainly if you were to put positions on a priority list, look, we we always talk about quarterback being number one. I don't know how high cornerback is on that list. The Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap Fourteen. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. I'm going to pick my position, and I look. I I want to bring up quarterback, but I don't want I don't want to take the low hanging fruit. But cornerback quarterback is certainly a huge one because if you're talking about Drew Locke playing at a dynamic level next year, you are talking about a team that is probably in the double digit wins and in the postseason. But that is the low hanging fruit, so I I want to stray away from that and. I'm going to go with offensive line. Uh, the offensive line is one of the heart and soul heartbeats of a football team. And if this team can control the trenches, immediately that that lifts everybody up. High tides rise all boats. And uh, this is a Denver Broncos team where if they can get quality offensive line play, I trust Drew Locke with the idea where he has six, seven seconds each time to throw to make the right and best decision and to not only become a weapon for this Denver Broncos team, but an attacking type quarterback where he is not afraid to throw into the jaws of the defense. And uh, this is a guy who, who does tend to take a few risks, maybe more than others, but certainly look with that arm and that kind of talent that that raw talent that you see, uh, I I think this is one of those opportunities for the Denver Denver Broncos to really take advantage of their franchise quarterback if they can beef up the offensive line. Now, look, uh, that is uh, easier said than done in Denver's situation. You got a left tackle that has essentially become a bust, uh, somebody you can't rely upon. You have to find a new guard. You have to sign Connor McGovern and Jawan James. What are you going to get? So you're probably trying to add depth. Well, the problem is, is you can't overpay for depth because you're not starting that guy and teams are always looking for offensive linemen. So you're going to pay a pretty, uh, a, a pretty penny, a premium for that guy. Otherwise, you've got to basically wait until the end of free agency where all the the good offensive linemen are scooped up for a reason. So, uh, look, there's it's going to be tough for the Denver Broncos to really solidify that offensive line. Worf's out of the draft is probably your best potential prospect, but it's going to demand a trade-up for Denver as he is not going to be available for Denver at 15. So, there's a lot of potential routes Denver could be going this offseason. You know, in the draft, a lot of people discussing uh, who could be picked from wide receiver to corner, offensive lineman to potentially a, a trade up or trade down, depending on what Denver is looking for. I actually think Denver needs to be looking at raw talent. You know, that 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 was a question that, or, or really a statement that was brought up by many, uh, with the question being, does this team just have enough raw talent and I think the question the question is answered with a hard no. They just didn't. They didn't have a lot of just pure raw talent. 
And that's where they need to add to it. And this is where I think trading up to get your guy, if you will, is where Denver needs to be. You know, go up and get a Wurfs or, or an Akuda or a Jerry Judy, uh, you know, maybe even a Henry Ruggs. Go get that talent because you've got the assets this year. We're talking about a team that gets the extra picks from the Emmanuel Sanders trade. You know, already had the extra picks from last year's trade with Pittsburgh. If you're going to move up, this is the year to do it. Spend some of those assets. Now, if you trust yourself to find gems in the, the second and third, fourth round, you know, there, there's, I suppose, a argument for maybe you should just be adding more darts uh, to your dartboard, in which you already have a bunch, and throw them and, and hopefully you hit. But if you know Tristan Wirfs comes in and becomes a Pro Bowl, all pro caliber left tackle for the next 10 years, you go get that guy, man. That's the, that's the type of player that Denver needs. You know, if they, they decide Jerry Judy becomes a thousand yard wide receiver for the next six, eight, 10 years, this is the type of situation where you go get that guy and you just say, okay, we're set. Now we can start to fill in talent elsewhere. And so, uh, lots to to think about for the Denver Broncos. And, of course, free agency is going to be the first spot where they're going to start to uh, alter this team's direction for next year. This is a free agency that could see the Denver Broncos spend a lot of money. Uh, 60 to 80, I believe, is the estimated cap number for Denver. So they're going to have a lot of cash to move around. The hope is that they can move that money for the smart moves because while we talk about the emergence of Kareem Jackson as a quality player last year, we also talk about the unfortunate injury situation of both Bryce Callahan and Jawan James. And those are contracts that are hurting them right now because they're getting no production out of them. So while there's a lot of positives, there certainly are a lot of negatives as well, too, and uh, something they're going to have to hit on this year because uh, they need to add more talent and they need to add it quickly. This is a Denver team that is, look, if you believe in Drew Locke, you're talking about a window that is starting to open. Uh, so you kind of want to start to throw all the good young talent together now, you know, particularly on this offense. You know, we're talking about all these guys under the age, uh, uh, 25, 26, coming into their prime at the same time from Cortland Sutton to Phillip Lindsay, Drew Locke to Noah Fant, Dalton Reisner we talked about a little bit earlier. These are all guys coming into their prime right now. Might as well add some good talent right now and see that window open up and Hopefully, you look at a team that is not only a playoff contender, but potentially a championship contender down the line years to come from now. So I'm going to say quarterback and offensive line are your two positions this offseason. If you were to just upgrade drastically, that's going to affect the win total the most. Although I will say on the defensive side of things, that secondary could be looked at potentially as, uh, look, they got some good pass rushers. Now it's time to to spread the wealth, if you will, because that secondary does need some serious upgrading from the previous year. And maybe they'll get that not only in an offseason acquisition, but also with the play of Bryce Callahan as well, too, because, of course, they didn't get that 
last year. So that is the Broncos Blitz podcast for today, presented by our friends over there at TAF 14, 19, 20 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Of course, we're uh, recording this podcast in the middle of the Pro Bowl, uh, but also just hearing the news of Kobe Bryant's death in the helicopter plane crash. And I uh, want to, again, send our thoughts and prayers to the uh, Bryant family. And I'm sure you're going to hear from Broncos on social media talking about this as uh, devastating news, devastating news to wake up to this morning that um, Kobe Bryant passed away at the age of 41, a sports icon. I, I don't care if you're just a football fan or uh, if you love all sports, you know the name Kobe Bryant, and certainly it echoes uh, inside uh, everybody who loves sports and is a competitive person. So that is the Broncos Blitz podcast, uh, all done for today. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And of course, you can find all the previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.